Hey everyone, good morning and welcome to the New Media Show. My name is Todd Cochran. I want to welcome you to the podcast. And yes, this camera is in focus <laughs> for this show. On my uh, regular show, I started for the first two minutes with an out-of-focus camera. But uh, anyway, we're, we're, we're in focus today. So welcome for our end of the year New Media Show. Of course, I want to welcome my co-host, Mr. Rob Greenley. Good morning, Rob. How are you? Doing great, Todd. It's it, this is the the last episode of the year. It's it, it's amazing. We're going to be in 2018. Who would have thunk? Yeah, just time is flying when you're having fun, right? So yes, um, and fun we have had. So you, we're we're fast approaching 200 episodes. This is 195 for us on the new media show. That doesn't include the I don't know. We did a couple hundred with uh, the Saturday morning tech show. So yeah, yeah. So it's going to be big 200 here and. Sometime, well, probably in February by the time we, uh, I get back from CES. But uh, anyway, on the last show, uh, we, we said we'd give our predictions for mm-hmm. for the coming year. But I will mention that our, uh, our episode on talking about the Apple podcast stats definitely got a lot of social traction. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a lot of people were uh, commenting that they liked our real-time live, you know, analysis. So... Yeah. So since then, have you had any clue on, on why it's been crickets on that topic? I mean, no, just, no, yeah. you know, but, yeah. uh, you know, my stats go down for, you know, if it don't update in two hours and I have 25 tickets, you know, so, <laughs> yeah. but, uh, no, we've, we've heard nothing, but, um, Charles has been out and about, um, he was in, one of our Facebook forums yesterday before yesterday commenting on something one of our uh, users said. So they're, they're watching, you know, so they're, they're hanging out and looking at the feedback. So, um, but this wasn't even a a stats related uh, issue. It was basically about, um, oh yeah, it was. And how that like an Australian listener um, who has U.S. listeners? There, some of their some of their stats data is showing up in the U.S. store versus the Australia store. So yeah, so there's there's some there's some things there. So it makes me wonder: Does if I'm having listens in Australia, does that mean that some of my listens will be showing up in the Australia section? I didn't see any data outside of the U.S. in the tool, though. Yeah, so does that mean I have to log into the Australia store to get Australia numbers? I don't know. I think Mm. the big thing we have to keep in mind here is I think we're still in beta. Beta. (laughs) (laughs) Things things may not be completely uh, working fully yet. Yes, yes, I agree, but... Anyway, so that is, therein lies the question, and uh, so I guess we'll see. But Jonathan, thanks for the shout out on the show, loving the show. We love the show, too. (laughs) Uh, But uh, thanks for your comment uh, on Facebook. For those of you that are watching live, uh, and if you're watching on YouTube, per se, we are uh, available at uh, newmediashow.com forward slash live. And of course, we're on uh, we're on Facebook as well. So, um, if you're on there, uh, feel free to uh, 
jump over on the live chat on newmediashow.com forward slash live. It's just a, another place you can go if you're watching on YouTube. So, Rob, you know, how much time did you put into making your, your list up here? <laughs> Actually, I'm, oh, as far as my predictions for next year? Yeah. I, I, I've been actually writing an article is what I've been writing. Oh. So I've, I've, I haven't pushed it out yet. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, I was supposed to get my predictions to the rain news folks and I just haven't <laughs> had time to do it. Um, so, so I don't know if you got asked for that, but, um, nope, but anyway, I guess I'm not on there. I'm not on the list anymore. <laughs> oh, okay. I know it's a pretty long list of people. So, but, yeah. but anyway, it's, um, yeah. So I was pulling that together and just got pulled away to, to a bunch of other stuff and haven't got that over to him. But I did actually write an article that I'm going to post here soon. Uh, on, on this topic, it's, it's pretty much written, uh, just talking about, you know, like I did last year, it was really more of a focus on an, you know, you know, like an evolution. Cause that's where mm-hmm. we are. I know. I mean, a lot of, uh, the, the predictions documents get all lofty and things like that, but what we're doing is we're evolving this, this medium, uh, from year to year, it gets a little bit better or it gets, it changes a little bit. It doesn't change dramatically. Right. And I think people get caught up in this whole dramatic change and, and, and I, I just don't see it, but, um, it's, I mean, I think Todd, if we look back, um, over the last couple of years, I think we would probably both agree that it's been kind of a content era. Oh yeah, um, for sure. And how, Content has really transformed this this medium and really I think propelled its growth. Um, and in the technology side, you know, you know, you you're probably a little bit of an exception here because you're constantly innovating on the technology side. Uh, but the technology side has been really kind of stagnant. Um, and and I think part of that has to do with the fact that uh, I think we've reached a certain level of technology innovation in the podcasting space that we don't. I don't know that we need a lot of technology innovation to, to grow this medium. I don't know. I mean, just at a top level, I don't know if you want to talk about that. Well, I, I just, from our perspective, I'm pushing the wrong buttons here this morning. From our perspective, from a, you know, internal company perspective, you know, I'm, I've told the, the dev team to, we're going to come out of the new year. We've got a product. We're basically getting ready to launch that we're testing. And, Besides that, I told the dev team, let's spend, you know, 60 days at least of just going in and refining what we already have, making improvements, you know, cleaning up Mm -hmm. uh, anything that needs to be fixed and quirks for the, you know, the support team stuff that, you know, it's just this, you you have this ever growing nagging list of stuff that everyone wants done. And when you're building new stuff all the time, you know, you don't always go back and touch that stuff. So we're going to spend a dedicated time really cleaning and improving and updating some interfaces. And so, you know, for us, the, and I, I think you'll see yeah. one product announcement in the early year, but after that, it's, you know, we're going to be working internal on the tools, at least yeah. inside company. You know, we've got a, and I've got a list, Robbie, I'm sure you guys do too. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, that's never ending of want, 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 want. Um, yeah. But I, it's also what's better, better, better is also, you know, I think improvements of user experience, mm-hmm. uh, functionality, trying to drive some efficiencies to yep. the back end network to save money. Because, I mean, a lot of us are running on, you know, 
AWS, which charges you for, for processing cycles. So you have to be efficient with your code too, in order to, to be more profitable. Uh, so there's those aspects too. I know we've spent, I'm talking about Spreaker and now with Block Talk Radio, we, we spent a lot of time trying to drive, drive efficiencies to the platform, whether it be on the usability side or the, the backend side, which uh, users don't see. Of how things function and how they work and how efficient they are, uh, so we can drive down our, you know, our our server bandwidth costs, those kind of things. So those are all important things, and I'm sure Angelo spends a fair amount of time. And it sounds like that's the direction that you guys are pointing for the new year too, is working on that kind of stuff. Yeah, and it's it's you know, and it's overdue to be honest with you. And uh, we've got a bunch of stuff that needs touched. So in, yeah. in you know I I don't care to be honest with you how long it takes we're gonna we're gonna get her done and uh, if it's ninety days that's fine um, mm-hmm. you know the product is mature enough to the point where uh, there's a few you know there's stuff I still want and sure. we're still hiring too so I guess it all depends on as we bring more bodies on to bear and, and you know it takes a new body a little time to get up to speed mm-hmm. but uh, you know we've got defined task lists and you know, they're, they're going to be busy. So, you know, at the same time, uh, our support, at least on our side, what we're seeing is that support doesn't end Monday through Friday supports a seven day deal now. So, mm-hmm. you know, we're, we're going to add another body on the support side to make sure we have additional weekend coverage just because that, you know, the podcasters are working day jobs and they, on the weekends, they need yep. help. So, yep. um, that's when we're, you know, that's when we're going to make sure we have people available. So it's just, it's an ongoing, you know, it's, it's just part of a growing business. But I think from a space standpoint, um, you know, I've heard of at least three or four people that I actually know. And these aren't people that are like unknowns to me, which happens so often, but three or four people that are getting ready to launch boutique companies that do are going to be mm-hmm. basically working to sign, you know, content creators to, you know, help them get advertising and do whatever they're going to mm-hmm. and do in their businesses. So I think in 18, we're going to definitely see more boutique companies that's going to launch that are going yeah. to have a, a cadre of shows. So, yeah. you know, how effective they're going to be. That's, that's a good question, but time will tell. Yeah, I agree. I see those those companies, you know, reaching out, lo- looking at building their, their own little network of shows. Uh, it's just a constant stream of uh, folks wanting to uh, create content, and that it just you know, 2018 is really going to be a continuation of the content explosion that's happening. And I'm I'm hearing, and it was talked about on the the podcasters roundtable last night with Ray and Dave Jackson and whatever I was on that. And we we're talking about one of the big things that needs to happen. Um, and somehow this industry or this medium needs to figure out how to drive some more marketing around building audiences and building listeners to the medium. I don't know what the solution is to that. I guess we've been really kind of living off of the popularity of the, of the shows of the new shows to drive new users or new listeners to podcasting. Um, but I think that's, that's an important thing for the industry, um, to start thinking about is how can we all work together or how can we, we as individual companies, um, do more outreach or do more 
you know, uh, um, things to reach out to listeners out there, or are, are we just going to accept natural organic, um, spreading of the, of the word of podcasting? Uh, and that may be where, where we land because, um, this medium is so diverse and so distributed and, um, and we're a bunch of stray cats out here that like to do our own thing. Um, that we're, I don't know, Todd, do you think we're ever going to be able to come together as a medium to drive focus around building audiences like radio has and TV has? Well, you know, I, I think sometimes podcasters can be their own worst enemies, mm -hmm. you know, and they're so hyper-focused on Apple, you know, yeah. They, we've talked about this a hundred times on this show. So I, yeah, think, that, have, I yeah. think that's part of it uh, as far as, you know, some things that, uh, you know, I, I, I think we've all determined the best way podcasts are discovered. Podcasts are yeah. still discovered word of mouth and people yep. sharing and I, hey, this no cool show. Matter of fact, I got recommended one at a Christmas party of all things. And someone's like, oh, you listen to podcasts. I'm like, yeah, you know, so my family has no idea. You know, and Norman White's family. And uh, um, they said, well, I listen to this great show. And I'm like, tell me about it. And I told them they did. And I'm like, okay. So I added it to my subscribe list. And then I gave them a couple of shows. And they were like, wow, I've never heard of these before. Yeah, these are ones I listen to. Go check those out. So I think that, you know, is where a lot of this comes in. So, you know, you always tell your audience, make sure you're sharing what you're listening to, to your friends and family. But, yeah. um. I, I, I don't know. I, I don't think, to be honest with you, we've talked about this discovery thing and I don't know if there is a discovery problem. One one thing that um, oh, Tom Webster uh, in chat says, I didn't get mine to rain. Not a big predictor anyway. Smiley face, wink. Clinton says, <laughs> uh, cl cleanup is sexy, but not, but so important. Yes. Mike Kelly says, as also seems episodic, Episode side is also stagnant as it seems like there are so many of the same type of shows, which are interview shows with the same mixture of interviews and interviewees. They all look the same, use the same format template and all sound the same. I predict a new type of original content being produced like we have slowly in the past with shows like Serial. Mike, you know, based on what we saw at PodCon, um, I, I would hope so too. Yeah. Um, Patrick says, I think continue to speak publicly about how podcast listening has changed our lives. That can influence people. Absolutely. Yeah. And, yeah. uh, Tom says when podcasting gets to a billion dollars, you'll see a real money on the audience development. That's not far off. And I think it's, well, yeah. Well, how long, how long do you think it's going to take us if we get to a billion, Rob? It took us, it took us, you know, 14 years to get to 250 million. Um, I think it's going to take probably at least another four to five years, probably. Tom, what do you think to get to a billion? Where do you think it's going to, how long is it going to take us to get to a billion? You know, so I, I'm, you know, the, there's definitely a, a lot of money flowing into the space, but I will be, I will say not as much rolled down this year as I expected. I expected more money to roll down. We had, a, we had more. But no Two smaller shows. You yeah, mean, right? but we didn't have yeah. anywhere near the level. I, I would have thought it had been much more um, that would have rolled down to the smaller shows. But y y we'll see. We'll see what where it goes because, you know, like I keep talking to media buyers, they're, they're frustrated because all the big shows are sold out. They can't get in them. 
<laughs> you know, I tell them, sorry, you, you want to book it, you have to book it a year in advance. And they're like, a year? I'm like, yeah, yeah, you got to book this a year in advance. They are full. There's no yeah. more. But in here's, oh, by the way, here's and these. set uh, a year budget on it, too. Yeah. That's and, the thing. And yeah. by the way, here's, here's, a, here's a 5,000 shows that you haven't looked at. <laughs> you yeah. know. Um, we have an opportunity for you right here. Right? Yeah, there's an opportunity yes. for you. Tom says three years to get to a billion. Wow. Okay. Uh, he's, yeah, that's he's optimistic. Wow. That's yeah. if we get to a billion in three years, that's you know. Here's the thing. There's not. There's not a billion. If there was a okay, I'm just gonna be frank. Let's say we had a a billion dollars worth of advertising came into the space today. You couldn't fill it all. You couldn't fill all that advertising. You couldn't sell it all. Unless you went lower in the stack, right? Down even if you sold sold, the long tail. If you sold every show, every show in the stack, there's not a billion dollars worth of inventory right now. There's no way there's a billion. If if there's a billion dollars worth of inventory. Uh, then I'm like, I'm way off my rocker. I just don't think, I think there's easily, easy, easy, easy. Half of that? Maybe 650, 700. But I don't think there's a billion. But But a a billion will drive a lot of new content too. But Todd, the other factor you got to consider too is, is there going to be downward pressure on CPMs? Oh, there Uh, there already is. Which is going to drive the the requirement for larger audiences, right? Even higher in order to reach that billion dollar mark. Yeah, I've I've held the line this year on on CPMs, but largely because we're we're still doing purely host endorsed too. So, mm-hmm. you know, and you know, prog- programmatic's coming, but uh, programmatic's not as far ahead as it is as I would expect it to been this year as well. So I I miss my predictions, but. You know, ad injection is going to, you know, this is one of my projects. Ad injection is going to continue to increase in popularity. There'll be yeah. more. You guys are working on something. We're working on something. Well, you guys already have something, you yeah. know. So, you know, we've got, you know, 25, 30 networks lined up that are ready to, you know, ready yeah. to start using injection. And, you know, so we're we're coming on board with that. And Sure. Um. But I think initially, so I think initially though, it's going to be all these boutique companies are going to need it and they're going to need a provider to provide it for them. So, mm-hmm. and it's going to be a blended thing. There's going to be host reads and there's going to be ad injection. Yeah. I think it's not going to be one or the other necessarily, though some will choose just to do the, the host reads um, part of this and yep. potentially use ad injection with host reads. Um, but then there's also going to be a place for short radio-like advertising that gets injected in some podcasts. I, you know, it's happening today. But I do think is, you know, and one of my other predictions is that, you know, like I, I, I talked about earlier, that the technology side really hasn't been a focus o- over the last couple of years. Um, but I think as we move into higher revenues and higher kind of kind of focus on generating revenue into these companies and business models start to be developed a little bit more that we're going to see more technology um, come into this medium. And, and 
and we've been seeing a little bit of that, Todd. If you look at what's been happening around podcasting search, um, now this new tool that came out of um, being able to edit um, audio via text. Uh, so there, there is, I'm not saying that's the end all solution to anything, um, but it does give you a little glimmer that there's some, some new money, some new um, kind of ways of looking at this space that are starting to appear. And I think it's a little bit of a hopeful sign. I know that, you know, you're trying to drive some innovation to your platform, getting more involved in, you know, that whole dynamic side. I know we're doing that too with Spreaker. We're trying to build tools that will enable um, th those lower tier shows to be able to monetize. And we've been doing that for for quite a few months now of trying to drive monetization tools that anybody can sign up for uh, and start driving revenue, advertising revenue to their programs, um, the, the smaller shows too. So I think that's the opportunity, but, but I think we are going to see a, some technology development this year that we haven't seen over the last few years. Uh, just because as that revenue grows, companies feel a little bit more confident in being able to drive investment into the, you know, paying developers to work on, you know, new ideas. Well, you know, I think that one thing I can say with some certainty is that the post roll is, is dead <laughs> based on what we Is there any way to bring it back, Todd? No, I mean, it's good. It's, I mean, I, I've never sold it anyway. I, you know, and I, I think what you're going to end up with is people are going to learn that they need to, that last ad needs to be about the 80, 80, 85% spot. Well, Todd, Todd, I think it's very likely that eventually where, where we're going to wind up is um, all ads are mid-rolls um, to, to some degree. It depends. You know, I think that the term that I, I like to use is an early, early mid-roll, which would be – it's not ideal in my view, and Todd, you probably would agree with this, that pre-roll ads is not a very optimal well, they're, way. They're selling like hotcakes. Oh, I know they are, but yeah. you know, it's kind of like putting a stop sign up to your listener too. Yeah. I think, I think you need to get your listener into the show and give them give them a, a a branded message right out of the gate, and then deliver a longer ad later in the program. Yeah. But to have more more of a focus on mid roll, I think is is where we're ultimately gonna gonna land. And I think that this blended um, creative on the host read side and talent reads, which would be, you know, pre-produced ads that are produced like host reads, um, not like the current radio ads that, that we have today. And, and from what I'm hearing and seeing in the market is that those ads are getting shorter, um, at least the branded ads. Um, I think that the, the longer host endorsed reads will maintain their value. And those are typically ones that are over a minute long. I think that those will still have a place, but they, they need to be really authentic s storytelling um, kind of kind of pitches to the audience. Um, I don't know what you thought. Think about those those things, Todd. Well, I mean, what's your thought. You know, if I, I'm reading, I'm going to go back here before this scrolls off the screen for me. Tom says uh, the post roll isn't dead if we see more created channels, but it's on life support till then. Well, I say the reason post roll is dead is the Apple Podcast stats are pretty clear. Very few shows make it to 100%. You know, most of them get to that 80 to 96, 97%. Very few shows get all the way to the end. 
Um, but Todd, I mean, I think that there's a contrarian view there too, um, that your most, pa- most passionate fans will make it to the end. They will, uh, but in order to get paid, you need to get all of them to the end, you know, so, and, yeah. and, and, and deliver effective ROI. But Tom also says you're going to see more daily podcasts, which will up, up more inventory and tune in time sensitive ad dollars. Programmatic will also help in the long run, but when the winners gain the system for targeting better, we'll have to get through the remnant era but face that facebook did look like how much better your facebook's are today than they were five years ago well i i don't well yeah okay <laughs> i think that can be debatable and stuff i've already bought is what i'm showing up on facebook ads but um so daily content you know tom why do you think daily content is something that's uh that's going to be stronger in the new year is that because we're going to see uh kind of radio networks get more involved in podcasting and that's what's going to drive that da- daily's hard for an, for an indie daily's yeah. hard I've, I've seen very few daily guys last more than three years you know, yeah well it's because they they burn out they burn they out don't yeah. don't have the staff support that yeah. that that a radio network would have so I th- tom must be talking about you know their more of the radio side stepping yeah. into this this medium and doing more daily but, content. But very few radio stations have been very successful in doing podcasts yet. There's a few that are doing yeah. it right. But and, yeah. and and they definitely have the machine to do it. If if they just listen, you know, half the times you can't get them to listen because my God, they know everything. Mm-hmm. You know, and uh, yeah, you know, it's. It's going to be another topic this year, you know, radio's embrace of podcasting and how much of an impact that's really going to have um, as they kind of, kind of move that direction. Yeah. Tom says won't be indie. So, yeah. So yeah. Now Marlo says would uh, shorter shows help get people to post roll? I, I, I don't think so. I think people get to the point where they know you're wrapping the show and they bail and they, and they bail. bail. Yeah. So you need to put that last ad in before you wrap and have something. That's what I say. That's, yeah. I yeah. Agree. Yeah. You have, you have to have another mid roll somewhere in there near the end, but where there's still enough juice left in your show to keep mm-hmm. them beyond the ad. You know, you can't put it in three minutes before you end. You got to put it in 10 minutes before you add and have a, a end point or an end, you know, end something at the end that keeps them beyond that. So they don't bounce as soon as they hear the last ad. So plus Todd also on the, on the post roll side, I, I think it's, it's in more and more platforms. I, I think the post roll can sometimes conflict with pre-rolls. Oh, of course. Um, yeah. In, in, in kind of linear playback experiences. So I think there's another downside to a post roll that, a that, that more of a late mid roll fixes is that separation between um, post and pre-roll. Yeah, Tom says um, up first yeah. in the daily runaway hits. You'll see more of that and not from AMFM. So, well, yeah, I'm sure we will. Um, and if that's the case, but, you know, again, highly produced, a lot of money behind those shows. Mm-hmm. So it, it, it definitely won't be indie for sure. So, yeah. but again, okay, those are great. Let's say Let's say we had 100 of those. It still, uh, it still doesn't move. It's not going <laughs> to move, move a billion. Move uh, doesn't going to move a billion dollars of inventory. So, yeah. I mean, what is going to move that level of inventory? It's 
Is it going to be global distribution? No, it's going to be rise uh, well, of the, it has to be more listeners. We just have to get the volume shows yeah. that, you know, the biggest shows, the biggest shows today, yeah. you know, I don't care what anybody says. Show me a show that's broke uh, a half million uh, listeners per episode. Those, those are, you know, that's very, very few, you know, the, the top shows today, the top shows are doing 250, 400,000 uh, listeners per episode, you know, mm-hmm. so now if they can do that daily, well, that's a, that's a serious check. That's a, you know, that's some serious, that's some serious money that that'll pay some bills <laughs> and they'll pay a staff and writers and everything else. Um, but we need, again, we need to get, you know, we need that, we need those shows at a million or 2 million or 3 million or 5 million listeners. Mm-hmm. You know, that's how we move a billion dollars. Yeah. In this space. Is it coming? I hope so. I, I surely, God, I hope so. We've, we've, we've worked at this long enough. It's about time. <laughs> so, yeah. You know, but it, you know, in that will, and again, I think there'll be continue to be more roll down, but it, it time will tell. But and you know, I think maybe now, uh, well, we'll see if the brand advertisers have have an excuse now not to run in podcasting. Their big excuse, according to the, according to all the experts, which I've always said bullshit, is that the media <laughs> buyers. Uh, are saying that they they don't know. Of course, we've we've already proven the download is not dead. The download is actually thriving. <laughs> so those that want the download to go away, sorry, that's not happening anytime in, in this next century. Uh, God, that's kind of a stretch. Um, <laughs> but now that we've got this Apple data it's starting to trickle in, that yeah. says yes, they are listening. You know. I, and they are subscribing. And they are subscribing in heavy numbers, um, yeah. in heavy percentages. We will, uh, maybe the uh, the brand advertisers will be more inclined to come in and spend more money. And you show well, that. It's also, yeah, I mean, also, Todd, it's, it, it becomes less of a black hole, too. It becomes less of a, a point that um, those advertisers can point to and say, you know, the download is bad, you know? Yeah. Um, the download, they've actually done, done very well on the download. In the, my opinion. the download is, you know, it's just, it cracks me up. We talked about it already, but the download is, uh, is still King by far. It is King. And, um, uh, by heavy percentages across every show that we looked at, it's just, it's, you know, the, the download is still rules. And, uh, so this 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 misnomer that more people are just clicking play, yeah, they are. More are after it's been downloaded. <laughs> mostly, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But you know, I think from this Apple data, I think it'll be pretty compelling. You're going to be able to take that screenshot, you know, from Apple, and you're going to take that segment of listeners that are listening on the on iTunes or the iOS podcast app, and you're mm-hmm. going to be able to sell them, hey. You know, this percentage of my audience is listening after they download. And that's a compelling story to tell in a media kit. Say, this is the proof. You've been asking for proof. Here's the proof. Here's what's happening. The people that have subscribed are listening to my show on an airplane or listening to my show um, three days later. They're listening. You know, so, and here's where they're listening to. It's wonderful data. 
And I think it tells a story what we've already known and backs up data, much to some of the pundits, uh, you know, those that want to kill the download. Are, are, mm-hmm. and yet, it's interesting we haven't heard nothing about that. Come the new year, we got to watch that, Rob. We got to watch and see if the discussion point around the download is dead continues based upon the data that we all have in front of us now from Apple. Yeah. Well, I think also just that, that availability of that data helps kill that, that discussion too. The what? Um, I'm sorry. Well, well, the whole angle that they have of why downloads needed to be killed is because it's a black hole. Right. Is going away. Yeah. The black hole. There is is no argument. I mean, less and less, there's an argument there to kill the download. Yep. And then we do our CC and you know, some shows are seeing drop off. I think the lowest, yeah. you know, I, I, a couple of shows I've looked at that, you know, I've been asking people, send me your screenshots, you know, because I've, I've only got access to so many. So I said, send yeah. me your screenshots. I'm trying to collect data. And matter of fact, if you want to send me your screenshots, all I'm looking for, I don't care about your numbers. That's the least of my thing. I want to see how long they're listening to your podcast. I want to see your data and when they're dropping off, when you that that curve of when they're bouncing out of your show. So if if you've got that and you feel you can trust me with it, send it to me. I'd love to have it and look at it and see because the, the I think eighty five percent or maybe eighty two, eighty three percent was of all the shows I looked at was where a show dropped off and I've been looking at multiple lengths, short shows, long shows, doesn't matter. It runs, but most shows are in the high nineties. So anyway, yeah. we, we talked about this the other day, but I want to see more data. One, Todd, I, I was just thinking about this, this, uh, you know, this tracking now that we're getting, starting to get visibility on of, um, of how many people are listening to various, um, Duration points, right? Mm-hmm. Do you think that there's going to be a factor that comes into the advertising buys that will factor in um, the percentage of uh, listeners at certain insertion points oh. um, in uh, in the in, content in, that's going to going to possibly have an impact on CPMs in the billing? Yeah, <sighs> because we've got such a small data set. Yeah, but the advertiser could look at that as a uh, it could as say a okay at fifty percent they could say at fifty percent you've lost ten percent of your audience so we're only going to pay you discount at ten percent yeah you got to discount it it maybe maybe I don't know but here's the thing okay so let's say it's a hundred thousand listeners mm-hmm. and you lose ten percent of your audience by the thirty minute mark. Yeah. It's still only 10,000. Oh, it is. Yeah. And so it, you know, in the scheme of things, it's kind of a wash, you know, but maybe, but you no, know, what you'll do is you'll price accordingly. Well, you, yeah. You'll, it, you'll make those later spots yeah. cheaper, you know, that's what you'll do. Yeah, and in some ways it's, it, it's not a huge factor because most, most of the advertisers these days are are buying based on how many, plays or insertions or impressions that that you're you know, getting here's, getting with that ad. Here's too, the thing. So, we've we've been yeah. held to a higher standard since the yeah. beginning. Podcasting, yeah. no one else is being measured this way. Radio's not. Ra- no, radio, well, you know. well, Todd, they they can't be. 
it's impossible. <laughs> you know, television, you know, come on. You know, yeah. TV's actually being measured pretty good now because of the data that's coming back from your, you know, set-top your, boxes. Your set-top yeah. boxes. So, you know, yeah. there's a lot of data coming back on that. And they, they, there's a lot more control on the playback experiences in TV and and there's data that comes out of those things that, that just doesn't exist much in right, podcasts. Right. So, you know, you know, we're closest to radio and, you know, radio, you know, they're, they, yeah, they're, they're, uh, their measurement's really good. So it's, yeah. it's, uh, it, it, here it is. It's how good do you need it? You know, is 10%, is a 10, is a 10% swag good enough? You know, I'm yeah. just, and we've been working on two, 3% margins, you know, accuracy rise. So, Mm-hmm. Yeah, it it is what it is. Here's one thing I will say too is that um, Tom says also, and we've done a ton of private work on this. The late roll audience might even convert more. Yes, I think so. True, Tom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do too. I think because yeah. they're your you're your, they're in the radio the most passionate term, fans. They're the yeah. P one. <laughs> yeah, you're right. They're listening to the end, so they are the ones that are most uh, most bought in. Absolutely. <laughs> and and also are are probably the most loyal to the show and yeah. want to support the show. Yeah. Yeah. For yeah. sure. Yeah. Um Mike says we need to hook up a packet sniffer to inspect the actual packets being sent back to Apple regarding the statistics that are actually being sent back to Apple. <laughs> Apple is not uh taking any Apple's doing this data from in the device and on the application. They really mm-hmm. don't need anything from us. We're already able to tell when an action happens from, you know, whenever that, whatever a file is. Well, it's all on the server yeah, side. Yeah, it's all right? on the yeah. server side, you know. And, you know, this, this is where the IEB is going to be next year looking at this because the MRC says we're not going to certify server-side stuff. You, you have, you know, they, they want client-side data, and uh, that's just non-existent. So... Uh, the IEB is going to look at sort of, you know, matter of fact, that's kicks off early next year. But here's one thing I think that I'm already seeing, and I, I just haven't had time to run the data. This is my prediction, but I think I've already alluded to it that I've seen it, that pod fading percentages are, and I'm going to say this, will continue to drop. I, I don't think my, in all honesty, and I need to really run run hard numbers next year, but I don't think that 50% of shows are failing within the first episode anymore. I think that number has moved. Um, everything I'm seeing, and in, in part of it, in, in, in what am I using as a kind of a hmm, moment? Retention rates, customer retention rates on our, just at Blueberry alone, and number of people that have published and percentage of those customers that are paying their hosting bill every month that have published a new episode within 30 days. And I'm, I'm much more convinced that we are not pod fading as fast. So that, you know, there's still a certain percentage of it, but, and, and I think the two year mark still is pretty, uh, is a, is a pretty big marker usually for a lot of shows, but, I, I think the numbers have dropped. I hope so. 
I, I might Why do wrong. we think that has happened? Is it because the the process of publishing and creating a, a show is so much easier now than it used to be? Internally, I attribute it to our hands-on with the content creators. And this is just Blueberry thing. Mm-hmm. You know, we're spending, you know, Rob, I got support team members that are on the phone every day. Well, with, I do a lot of support too. I know what you're saying. Yeah. I so mean, we're, I mean, it's really, it's been an education process too. I know all of the, you know, Lipson, you guys, us, we spend a lot of time on the education side. A lot, you know, and, uh, yeah. and it's just that getting them over the hump and then having them be able to call a friend and if you got a concern or, you know, sometimes it's a three minute phone call, but sometimes mm-hmm. that's the difference between losing them and keeping them. And also them continuing on doing their content. So I, 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 a part of it is that. It's not all, but it's, it's, it's a part of the equation. You know, we still have, yeah. you know, we, just like you guys, we have, our, you, know, ex, you know, I can almost predict where the cancellation numbers are going to be each month. You know, there's a certain amount that we have. You know, every company does. Mm-hmm. Sure. You know, people quit, you know, life changes. They quit doing their show. They have a baby, you know, whatever. You get a girlfriend, you know, or boyfriend or whatever, you know, and all of a sudden something becomes a bigger priority than doing a podcast. But I'm also seeing huge number of people come back, you know, mm-hmm. they just six months later coming back. I'm like, yeah, I kind of pot faded, but I'm, I'm ready to go again. Can you get my media back online? <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and uh, matter of fact, Angela and I were talking just about that the other day alone too, is because we're seeing a rise in people that are coming back after they've quit. So, and Todd, I I also put on my list as a as a discussion point about you know 2018 is that we're going to see more um, stuff coming out of these major music platforms. Um, and the radio networks, we're, we're going to see more content coming out of out of all those guys. And you know, the music platforms. I'm talking about Spotify, Pandora, you know, iHeartRadio, you know, all of these ones that are out there that have been um, really well known around music uh, distribution are pushing the envelope into podcasting. They're trying to get involved, and and I think that the jury is still out on whether you know, Todd. We've been saying this for the last three years. The jury is still out on the success of any of these platforms um, offering podcasts and growing any kind of scale with it. Well, um, you, you, know, you know, are you, they going to learn what they need to learn and deploy what they need to deploy to be successful? Well, you, you've already heard me state this so many times. They've got to be inclusive instead of exclusive. Yeah. You know, and if they don't. Well, that's just part of it, right? Well, I mean, that's, but that's, I, the, that's that, a biggest part. That's of it, a yeah. big part of it, you know? Yeah. And uh, if they're going to continue to be exclusive, then poop, people are going to poo-poo them. Well, what doesn't make a lot of sense to me is that these these major music platforms have been focused on you know this battle for years. I know I saw it when I was working at, at on Xbox, um, you know, building the biggest catalog. You know, mm-hmm. they were like always bragging about how big their music catalog was. I don't I, I don't understand why the thinking goes contrary. Uh, when it starts talking about podcasting, why why doesn't like, Spotify think let's build the biggest catalog? There's there's music on Spotify that I would never listen to. <laughs> yeah. It's like yeah. what is this obscure yeah. caca? 
You know, well, it's the same thing. It's the same thing. You know, if you look at the actual listen, listen, I'm not numbers, saying podcaster that way. No, I know. Oh, okay. But if you, I mean, it's an 80, 20 rule applies to just about everything, right? The, yeah. you know, I hate to say, it, but 20% of the podcasting space gets, you know, gets 80% of the listeners. I mean, that that's kind of right. what it comes down to, to some degree, yeah. but I think it's a little bit more long tail than that, uh, yeah. with podcasting, but but if if these major music platforms want to um, make it make a go of this, they need to just open it up and open it up to everything. Um, that's the only way that, that they're going to get long term benefit, except for shows that have music in them. Well, yeah, I mean that's just that's just a given. But, yeah, um, and and that's difficult to do as well unless you kind of have algorithms that are scanning audio. Yeah. And, and, and Todd, maybe that's, that's where this technology that's, um, that's coming out there around podcast, um, um, audio indexing and search and transcription is why that's coming into this medium is to discover that kind of stuff. Hey, I don't, hey, it's, I don't know. It's already there. I, uh, yeah. We had a podcaster put a Taylor Swift, about five minutes of Taylor Swift in their episode. Uh, that episode was online about 36 hours before the takedown notice came. So <laughs> this content is getting scanned already. Podcast content yeah. is getting indexed and the labels and those that do the, the policing are already watching, you know, they're, you know, this, it, it, it's not surprising anymore for us to get a DMCA takedown notice on, on content. And sometimes they, yeah. they don't understand that actually the content's not hosted with me, but because they see my media redirect URL, I get to take down notice along with, <laughs> you know, I'm like, yeah. oh, okay, you need to actually go over there and talk to them. We can still block it, but uh, it, the source file is still over it, you know, whoever they're hosting with. Um, and it's not always us, but you know, it's, it is, you know, stuff doesn't stay online long. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, there is a use for audio search, <laughs> but it may not be what everybody wants to think that it is. Um, so I don't know. It's well, it's, I'm just waiting for the first, uh, you know, court order to drop on some podcaster that is playing copyrighted music in their content and they end up, uh, you know, writing the RIAA or ASCAP or one of those groups and big fat check you know, for, uh, for copyright violation, but that's a whole different topic. It's coming. Yeah. It's coming. I don't And wanna... as you look, look to, to the new year, um, 2018, maybe the year that we see Google, um, oh, and Google, Android Google's come into this medium. But yeah. Hey, <laughs> okay. I'm can't wait. Can't wait. And I'll just, yeah. you know, I mean, they're going to, they're, you know, they're going to do something big. Big, big. I mean, if they are going <laughs> to do something, it is going to be big. It's going to be big. There's no question. Why would they not? I mean, they've basically well, they basically admitted that what they've done with Google Play is a failure. And, so and, and, they're going to learn from that and, and move on. And counting the number of bodies they had at Podcast Movement and, uh, you know, that little Seattle team, that little uh, Tiger team that's up there that is, uh, you know, looking at this thing. Um they came by to see me at PodCon too. So yeah, it's they're they're on they're on point. <laughs> they are. And, and Sergi yeah. wants a fix, you know. So 
<laughs> Let's be frank. Sergi wants a fix. He did. He's tired of Apple having all, all the accolades and podcasting. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know yeah. when 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 you know when you're given a, a, a marching orders by you know the the circle. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> All you those know, little bubbles up there, you right? Know, yeah. that, you know, the, you know, it's, uh, you know, in, in, if any company has the resources, holy cow, you know, to do yeah. some quick catch up, they're the ones. But, you know, again, and Google, if you are listening, again, the simple fix is your own native app forced to be delivered in the OEM platforms. It has to be, that'll fix it. You know, that'll fix 90% of it. Um, but it has to be in the OEM release. It can't, it has to be go be right besides Gmail and Google drive and in that little box and that little, you know, where's my Android phone I've got in that little box it's loaded on every Android phone. It says, you know, Google, you click on it and it's got all the Google ecosphere stuff. It has to be right in there. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. we already got the mechanism for you to do one click on subscribe. You're more than welcome to take it. We've already give that to the community. <laughs> <laughs> And and just take it out of Google Play Music. I mean, it's okay oh. if it wants to stay inside of Google Play. That's fine if you want to do that. But no. but it's also probably better to have it just be its own separate yeah, just platform. Separate, just yeah. yeah, you know, yeah, the whole Google Play thing. <sighs> yeah. So. And you know, it's, and it's not yeah. like we haven't told. We, we've been. Everyone's been so vocal about this. You know, how could they have gotten it wrong so long? You know, that's maybe they yeah. don't listen. Yeah. Well, it's just a slow moving battleship, right? Yeah. So, so anyway, I, here's my predictions. More boutique companies will launch. Ad ejection will continue to increase in popularity. More brand advertisers. These are easy ones. I can't fail on these. And pod <laughs> percentages will drop. Uh, again, generalities. But I, I do think think we we will see where the new content indie growth is at uh, in the first quarter um december's been slow december's and maybe that's i mean you know i haven't went back and done comparable but, but december's been a little slower than uh in the previous month so we'll see where i'm you know maybe everyone's waiting to the first of the year to launch i would expect so but um December's been yeah. at least my estimation or we're basing and just basing on total sales. It's just a little, a little down. Mm -hmm. So. And I think we should probably talk about too, um, you know, what kind of new things are we going to see um, grow faster in 2018 too? And, and I think you have to talk about the smart speakers, the smart agent technology uh, and what it's, growth is going to look like. It's and, not going to be, I mean, I think what you're seeing with this happen, and I know others in the podcasting space have say, well, we really haven't seen a big increase um, based on these platforms. But I think what you have to look at is you have to look into the future. You have to think, um, how are people generally communicating with their computing devices and how is that going to evolve over time? Because it is going to impact podcasting. So, uh, yeah. So what I, you know, here, I, I'll just use one device as a indication of my concern. And and I say this is going to be a repeat, but when Roku came out, 
Um, and we all built channels into Roku for podcast content. We saw its market share get as high as six or 7%. And then it tipped over and it went the other way. So now, well, because it, well, because it was all video. Todd, yeah. Mostly. But, uh, you know, people listen to Pandora on Roku. All right. So I'm, I'm not a hundred percent, but again, we were one of the few companies too, that had at or channels in Roku for audio, but, Mm-hmm. So now 3%, two and a half, you know, if we're lucky, you know, that's kind of what the global numbers look on our side. But so the smart apps, and I want to call them, I don't want to call them, it's, there's not actual AI going right now. It's assisted intelligence. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And it'll get to AI, but it's assisted intelligence right now. Mm-hmm. At CES, I have no less than like, 50 companies that want to talk to me about their new device that has Amazon, Android, all embedded. It's an, it's not a Google product. It's not an Amazon product. It's all these companies that are yep. coming out with. So you are going to see everything. Everything that you buy is going to have either Amazon built into it. And I don't want to say the A-L-E-X-A word because I've got one sitting here. Or it's going to have... Uh, um, Google's going to be in there or maybe not so I haven't seen too much on the Microsoft uh, Cortana side well and Siri yeah gotta remember Siri too they, they're way behind you know they're going to have I know yeah, yeah but I, if Apple does something big you know there's going to be millions that are going to adopt it you know once they actually do it so Mike here's the key on he says, really enjoy my smart speakers, but the user interface for podcasting is so bad for podcasting. Someone needs to come up with a better user experience to finding and managing subscriptions on these devices. It's called natural language. It needs to have better natural language as <clears throat> one of the improvements that needs to happen. Mike, I'll just say, make sure you have your MyCast subscription up to date at Blueberry. Um <laughs> <laughs> So the, um, and so who's owning uh, the podcast experience right now on Cortana? TuneIn is. Who's owning yeah. the um, Amazon experience? TuneIn. TuneIn. Uh, on Google, who's owning the experience? Google Play. Google Play. And it's yeah. horrible. So, you know, here's, you just have to learn the words. And I've had to teach my audience how to say this. I, I, I do this every show. I, you know, in, and, uh, and if you want to copy this, you can. Um, I say, um, what the hell is going on here? Uh, did something get deleted? So I tell, um, if you have an Amazon echo, you tell beep to play to the latest edition of the geek new central podcast. And that's how, or the new media show on Google home. You say, okay, beep to play the podcast. Now you have to say just like this. And this again, it's, it is a user issue. You have to say, okay, beep, play the podcast geek news central. And if you have the Microsoft device, like I have a little, and it's listening, it's see, it started spinning here. Okay. Okay. Stop. Uh, <sighs> That's faster than any other planet. 
which is why it was named after the speediest Roman god. Oh my god. Get used to it, Todd. This is going to be the life of robots. So when we have robots, it's going to be talking to us all the time. So (laughs) if you have this, you can say, hey, beep, play Geek News Central. But you have to have this associated with TuneIn. You have to have link TuneIn to the Cortana device. Well, Todd, you know, that's that's really where first-party services really come into play with these platforms, um, is that what you really want is you want one of these devices to just mm-hmm. play a podcast. You just tell it, I want to play this podcast, mm-hmm. and it plays it, or I want to subscribe to this podcast and let me know when a new episode is available and it just knows, I mean, you just use natural language communication of these things and you don't have to pick what service right, you want right, or, right. or what, whatever. I know speakers built a, an app for the, the Amazon platform as well. And, but you there's two steps. For, you, you have to, yeah, ha- exactly. Yeah. I you, agree. you have to yeah. tell it, what do you have to do? First of all, you have to tell it to add the skill, right? Correct. So yes. you, you have to physically teach people to add the skill and then yeah. you have to, yeah. Know what words, specific words to use to ask it to get to the content. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you know, these platforms, and I keep saying this, um, you know, natural language communication with these things is is where it's going to go. I mean, it's just, it's a few years away. It's definitely going to get there. You're still going to have to call it by name because um, that's how it knows that you're talking to it. Um, though it is going to be limited based on the, co- the, the obvious concept that you can't communicate with this thing very effectively in group settings, right? right? Um, it's going to be in the car, it's going to be in your kitchen, or it's going to be in your living room, or it's going to be using headphones uh, with your mobile device uh, and possibly with your computer. Because if you're in an office area around other people, you're not going to want to be talking to your computer. So... You know, it's it's one of those things that, uh, you know, has been around, you know, the whole Bluetooth headset thing, I think, is is very much similar here. Um, but, but, you know, if, and here's the problem the on Amazon device, I can tell a device play ACDC back in black album and guess what it will do. It'll it, play. it will play the album that I don't have to do nothing any more simple than that. Yeah. Yeah. And they've got, they've yeah. figured the music out and it works really well. And sometimes I'll say, Oh, I don't know that. And well, like, because I, they all have first party apps in there. And, right? and, and Eileen is saying, Alexa cannot pronounce my name. So they can't find, oh, I just triggered it. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Those of you who are listening on that device just got stuck. Well, they're not listening no more. I just stopped their playback. Um, See, that's another thing. We, we will trigger these apps ourselves and stop playback. And that's why I'm trying to be so careful and not saying the word out loud because it... Uh, um, so she says, my speaker podcast is there. My Twitch show is there. But because my Echo does not recognize my name, it doesn't find me. If I change the name of my show, it works just fine. Um, also Tom says that they're coming out with a new smart speaker research at CES. That'll be cool. It'll be, he's going to be presenting podcasting is still lagging behind where it should be, but these devices are increasing overall audio. It's and here's the thing. Is it existing 
or new. I think right now, most people are using it, it's existing audience. I don't think it's new. Uh, I think people are just, you know, like here in the office, I will listen to the No Agenda show. Bam, it'll, it'll start playing it, you know. Um, but the problem yeah, is, I'd, it doesn't sink. It, it doesn't, yeah, I don't, yeah. you know. it. Yeah. I mean, I think that these these platforms are, are th this is a transition yeah. phase that we're going through right now with these devices. Um, smart speakers, if you look at what Amazon is doing right now, they have shifted away from spending any effort at all around branding the devices. Oh, no. They've, they, they've shifted everything over to branding the smart agent technology. And I think as we move into the new year, I think that's how we need to start thinking about these things. Because these things are going to be embedded in all sorts of devices. So it isn't going to be just about having this smart speaker on your desk anymore. It's going to be everywhere. It's going to be in, it could be in your refrigerator in your kitchen at some point. could be, who knows where it's going to go. But it could be built into your mirror in your bathroom. Who it, knows? Here's another thing too. Building a skill, a simple skill, is easy. Mike yeah. built a simple skill for one of his daily shows that he's playing around with. And, you know, he built it himself. And yeah. Mike's not a programmer, but you yeah. can, and it's relatively inexpensive to program to these platforms too. Uh, you know, five, $10,000 is probably what development costs will be for, you know, Rob, I don't know if you want to divulge how much you guys spent, but you know, I don't expect my bill for, um, per device to be over 10 grand, uh, yeah. for the, yeah. the implementation. Now, you know, okay. So, but, do I need to be there? Absolutely. You know, yeah. so. Uh, and these, these smart agents are going to get smarter every year that goes by. You mm -hmm. know, they, the combination of the, the artificial intelligence that you were just referring to big data. Um, there's going to be visual elements to these things too. They're going to have face recognition technology. That's going to be part of them as well. Um, Home automation is going to be built into these things. So you, you can see how this is going to transform how we interface with our devices. And thus, it's going to transform how we interface with our podcasts. Um, and it's, and I think it's all good, Todd. I think th the direction here of what's happening here around smart agent technology that can um, simplify things in our lives, I think is powerful as you look at, you know, now we're getting back to more of a technology talk on this, but um, these are all coming together. Now, granted, there's some danger areas here too, uh, around big data. Um, but also, you know, as you look into the new year, I think one of the other things that we're going to see more of is, um, ad insertion targeting based on demographic data and user information. And, and I think not specific user in, uh, oh, information. Don't be but, too surprised. But that, I mean, I, I agree, Todd. I mean, there is psychographic um, and demographic targeting that's going on um, in a big way across what's happening in the technology sector right now. There's um, there's at yeah. least at least a dozen companies who have pitched me to say, we know who that IP is. Yeah. We know who he or she is, and we know everything about them. And all you have to do is integrate to our API it's there. Yeah. The data is there. Oh, I agree. I agree. I've been pitched to on oh, that. Um, you know, I've it, been, 
I've been I've been resistant to pursuing that, but you know, at the end of the day, it's it's it it can be pretty it can produce some pretty compelling user experiences. Oh, uh, they yeah. they they know us better than we know ourselves. Yeah, you know, but it is kind of scary and dangerous too at the same. And time. I can't you speak. Know? You know, VPNs in incognito mode is uh, you know is a very good thing. Yeah, it's. I mean. Go, go ahead, Todd. I, I just, you know, but the, the question there becomes, um, well, in order to implement, it's going to get implemented. It's going to happen. It might not be this year, maybe three years, five years. But when there's enough inventory, so in other words, when I can drop an Amazon targeted ad at someone in a podcast, I know, let's say they were shopping for rice cookers. Let's just use, whatever, you know, whatever. And I can do a targeted ad in a podcast to a listener promoting a, a, a specific brand of rice cookers in a podcast. You'll know we've jumped the shark. It's coming. It's not going to happen this year. But five years? Probably. Todd, you know? think Google. Think Google. <laughs> yeah. And, how, and, will uh, that, and will people get weirded out when that happens? I don't know. I don't know. We were already having it happen on Facebook, right? You're on Facebook now. I mean, Robert Scoble has been talking about this for the last five years is that we are already past the freaky zone. We are. We are. We are. But so far, podcast listeners have been spared. Yeah, because there hasn't been any technology driven to this medium. Well, we haven't. No, 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 no. We haven't implemented it. Well, that's true. That's true. Well, this, that's, part this is, this, that's part of it. But why haven't we implemented it? Right? Because it's there's because there's there's been slow to evolve. No, we haven't slow to evolve. There's not enough ad inventory to justify the cost of implementing it. Oh, okay. Okay, fair how, enough. How do I pay for it? Okay, okay. So let's say I know, Rob, that you listen to, you know, sh- such and such show. What am I going to do with that right now? You can't do nothing with it as a company. I can't. I don't. I don't have inventory to jam in there, you know. Yeah, that's why it hasn't been implemented. Let's just be fair. And, and I'm, I'm, I'm probably will be one of the last because I'm kind of like, Ugh, I don't know if I want to go there or not. You know, because mm-hmm. my content creator too. So. Yeah. But the demo, the the geographic demographic stuff is definitely that's already in place. That's been in place with a lot of platforms already. But there hasn't been a big call again for geographic. There's been here and there around Thanksgiving and Macy's deal or something like that. But yeah. there hasn't been a lot of geographic demographic time based advertising in the space. That's going to grow considerably. Well, that's that's going to come into the medium when when we finally get all these big radio buyers to start buying into this medium. Yeah. And the programmatic um, side. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's going to come in because those guys have already been doing that on the mm-hmm. radio side. They, they just buy into a particular group of radio stations in a particular market. It's, it's already geo targeted. So, but that's their mindset and they're going to apply that. You know, I saw it at podcast one there, there was, you know, like the O'Reilly auto parts chain has, stores in certain parts of the country and right. when they run their their audio ads they want to have those play only in those markets where they have retail stores 
Um, so that's, that's the kind of targeting that, that, that we're talking about, but that's very much kind of like, you know, shotgun targeting though. <laughs> it's not, so yeah. Tim says, I think people won't care. We're numb to target ads on the internet at this point, but here's the key where the Holy grail is, is if, uh, all of a sudden I get five emails and it says, Todd, you need to create ad copy on each of these. Here's your ad copy you create your ad copy, reply, send that back. And those go into the, I create a host and doors for each of those targeted spots. Yeah, there could be a dozen of them. You're going to be a dozen and they would be, yeah. you know, and I'd have to create, you know, host and doors content for those I felt comfortable with. That's yeah. where the Holy Grail is. That's where we go to a yeah. billion dollars and because we yeah. keep the CPMs up. We don't go to six, you know, yeah. we stay at 25 or 20. I don't know. But Todd, I mean, we're also seeing research coming out of Nielsen right now about podcasting. That's that's it's been pretty blatant that you know pretty much running any ad in a podcast is working. You know, I mean, you think I don't know how how necessary targeting is in this medium, right? I mean, I think there, there's two sides of this argument. There's it, it is targeting better, but what Nielsen's starting to show. Is, is that targeting doesn't really matter. Oh, amazing. They, uh, how many millions of dollars they spend to figure that out? <laughs> they could have called the Todd and Rob Consulting Company. We could have, you know, saved them a bunch of money. Yeah. You know, come on. Yeah, yeah. So what's old is new again, right, Todd? Oh, my God. It's ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. So... Oh, and here's another thing. Here's some free advice for all, all those experts out there. Smaller shows deliver higher ROI. Yeah. Is that because you have to pay much to get on them or is it because no, they actually because they produce know, results? Because they have smaller, more knit, knit, tight knit audiences and everyone, yeah, that's true. you know, yeah, all these true. years, I know a lot of my you know, audience by name you know i call them out in the show asking for their comment you know yeah i'm seeing more more ad buyers starting to go direct to shows though smaller oh yeah shows. they are they are they're, yeah. they're doing more, that more, more they're, they're they're there's fewer and fewer of them or i should say i shouldn't say fewer and fewer but there's some that are um bypassing the agencies yeah just what, going, going wonder, direct wonder he came direct to meet this over the weekend yeah well <laughs> Yeah, I wasn't going to mention who, who they were, Todd. Yeah, Wonder, he came direct to me and said, hey, we want to advertise in your show. And I'm like, do you know who I am? <laughs> and what's the deal? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> what's the deal? How much is it paying? You know, no Well, response. it's also who is the one that's behind it, too, is the other one. But I don't <laughs> really, really want to say. But he's been a big um, buyer of podcast advertising at the agency level for years. So, mm. I think you know who I'm talking about, oh, right? Oh, of course I do. Yeah, yeah. So, anyway, I don't want to call him out. Yeah. <laughs> Said uh, Mike says, consider this a sub-audio keyword triggered by Amazon that isn't human detectable. That gets triggered by a TV show you're watching. It triggers Alexa and reports viewership back to Nielsen or triggers a beep and beep, which you need to listen to to tell me more. And beep will send you automated email with coupon or play an audio clip. That's, believe me, these devices are always listening, Mike. Yeah. 
They're Be always... careful what you say around them, right? Because mm-hmm. you never know who is listening. Yeah, who, who's going to be the first person that's going to get convicted of uh, murder from the conversation he was, was planning somebody's demise that uh, <laughs> the device recorded. Do you, you, you think I'm joking? I know. I don't <laughs> think you're joking. <laughs> You know, yeah, I mean, I think we all know what what the NSA is all about, right? Well, so. that's not in their charter, but um, let's, we, you know, we should, um, <laughs> I, I turn my microphones off on my devices a lot. I don't, I don't let them just sit there willy nilly and listen. Um, yeah. yeah. Because you have got a device that's got a microphone in it that you have authorized to allow to listen to you at all times. <laughs> really think about that, right? Yes. Well, it's, I mean, it's the same thing with your cell phone in your pocket. No, right? no think about this, you know, uh-huh. law enforcement doesn't need to, they just send a wire, you know, wiretap request to Amazon. Well, Todd, think about it. all of our smartphones are, mm-hmm. have a constant internet connection, right? And they have a microphone in them. Um, that is actually pretty good, right? You can't go into a DOD facility with an Apple Watch on. What does that tell you? Yeah. Because they have a microphone in them, you know? Yeah. That's why, uh, you know, DOD facilities, you go to it and they have a big wall of nothing but phone lockers. You know, put your phone in, lock your, you know, you're not allowed to bring your phone into the facility. So... Yeah, you think about that for a minute or two. So I'm not saying again. Let's be very, very, very clear here. Uh, unless you're a bad guy, you're, you're they don't care. <laughs> well, they may be recording certain keywords uh, that are, have been mentioned, but they're only going to listen to it if they have some sort of suspicion. Or they go to FISA court and get a warrant. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So you're not, I mean, there's no guy sitting in some basement somewhere in Washington, D.C. that's listening to every word that you say. It's, Believe me, it's would, that be the, would that be the worst job ever? <laughs> yeah, that would be a pretty bad job. <laughs> so anyway, we have, we've digressed from the topic here, but... Um, yes, we have. I, I, I think podcasting is strong as ever. You know, I'm I'm hopeful for the space and... Uh, I think smartphones are, I mean, smart devices are going to, you know, they will, they will make up a, you know, up a segment of stuff of listening, but we got to get them to 5%. When we get to 5%, I'll get more excited, you know, get them into the top 10 list and get them into the top 10 list. Then that's something to talk about. But right now they're not even the top 10. They're, you know, somewhere in the, you know, lower hundreds. So so Todd, I wanted to also talk with you about um, what do you think is happening with the Apple Podcast app right now? They've had a lot of um, a lot of people beating up on them over the last month or two. Um, do you think Apple's losing share right now, and um, folks like Overcast and others are gaining share? No, no. Most people are too lazy; they just want to use the app that's on the phone. Mm-hmm. So all this bashing that certain it's podcasters bashing, yeah, 
and and listeners don't care. No, it works. Subscribe to a show. You subscribe, and we're proving people are subscribing to shows. Yeah, most most listeners don't really care about truncated titles. Right? No, they don't even read it. <laughs> they want to listen to the show. Yeah, it's true. You, you you write for Google. You record for your audience. You know, you you don't you yeah. don't write for your audience. You 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 write for Google. I've said this for years. And people flipping yeah. out about how stuff looks. I'm just write for Google and record. For as long audience. as there's a uh, play button on there or a, or a skip forward button or a subscribe button, that's pretty much. It's and all. if they do a keyword search in there, if they have a friend that recommends a podcast to them and they can open the app and find that by title, uh, by, by title or topic for that matter. Yeah. Good uh, luck on that one. Well, you should be able to, yeah, right? If, uh, yeah. if the podcaster has done even a basic job of metadata. Yeah, well, like I said, good luck with that. Title, you know, I think you're, uh, you just tell people search by title of show, and that way you guarantee they're going to find it. Sure, sure. You know. And then and then that's basically, you know, this whole topic of there's a discovery problem, just, you know, it really doesn't exist. So what there is is a, podcaster promotion problem <clears throat> yeah it's podcasts that that aren't growing audience fast enough and they they want to blame somebody else other than their own marketing of their own show i spend five times as much time marketing and pushing my show than i do recording my show yeah so yep. and have yep. and you know and i think that that uh, article that was on um, Jacob's Media with everyone's comments, it just shows you where the lines are divided and where people think there's a discovery problem. It's just so typical. It just made me laugh the whole way through. Saw the name, I'm like, oh, that person's going to say there's a discovery problem. Oh, that person's going to say they're in it too. I mean, like, not, I was about right about 90% of the time. <laughs> yeah. It's obvious, Todd. I mean, that's what some of the comments were. Yeah, there's a discovery problem, but but they can't really articulate it necessarily right. in their article or their comment. Yeah. But, you know, this is where going back to what you said about networks and boutique groups and cross promotion. You know, I built the Tech Podcast Network purely on cross promotion. We cross promoted, I mean, we were masters of it. it was required. You were part of tech podcast. You had to promote another show during your show. We made well, Todd, it, a, we made it a requirement. Yeah. Every show you had, you had to yeah. promote at least one show. Well, and Todd, I think this coming year is going to, going to see, um, more podcasts advertising on other podcasts. I, I think we're going to see that happen more. Um, as the revenue numbers go up for the big shows, they're going to start buying ad campaigns on other uh, other podcasts to scoop up more listeners. I got a show that wants to do a deal. Well, they've got it. We've got an RFP into them. They're trying to figure out their launch date. They're going to spend um, a significant five figure number to promote this new show. So yes, we're already seeing it. And they want to go to us. Here's a problem. They want to advertise in a show that contains listeners that would definitely. Some of these podcasters don't want to run these ads. 
because I think they're going to lose audience share mm-hmm. to this to this new show. Maybe I actually had some shows saying, no, I'm not running that ad. I'm like, okay. They're going to find out about it one way or the other. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I actually told the vendor, you ought to be, you, all these shows that we're going to run the deal in, you cross-promote them in your shows. That way it, it we get some tangible yeah. mesh here. I mean, what's probably more likely to happen uh, is that that listener will potentially give that other show a try. Yeah. I, that doesn't necessarily mean that they're going to leave listening to your show. What we found with, uh, and Rob, you were on those early years, what we found is yeah. that uh, we all kind of shared and audiences melded and settled in because someone may not have been real happy with me uh, completely. Went over and listened to the, the Mike Tech show and um, Mike Tech show maybe had an audience member over there that wasn't completely melding with Mike and he came over to me and it all kind of worked out in the wash. And um, we all kind of shared people and some of us had two or, you know, listeners were listening to four, five, six different shows on the network. It, it, it works. You just, you know, you don't have to be part of a network either. And here's here's what I found for those that are listening, and I think I've said this before, is if you like a show and you want them to promote your show, you promote their show on your show first and then send them over the the time hack. Say, hey, I love you guys' show. I, I did a shout-out for you. Here's the link. Uh, if, if you like my show, I'd love a reciprocal call-out. And nine out of ten times, they'll give you a reciprocal call-out on their show. Mm-hmm. And because uh, you know that they appreciate you commented on, and they'll do it in return. You, at least the cool guys will and gals. Mm-hmm. You don't have to be part of a network, but you have to do the. You you can't expect. Hey, can you promote my show? They're like, oh, who are you? But you promote yeah. your, their show on your show. And, you know. Then, oh, okay. That's that guy was cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If everybody kind of works together and helps drive audience to both shows it creates a win-win yeah i know people have been doing this for a long time but people get competitive and how they think about this stuff and i don't want to spend time promoting some other show you know it's that's what it kind of gets back to tim says i'm amazed how many times i'm i title search in some apps and don't get to the podcast whatever seo logarithm some apps use still need work this is true um Mike also says, uh, yes, absolutely. Uh, cross promotion of other podcasts will be the thing in 2018. Um, Freakonomics is doing it with his new show. Uh, what's he doing, Mike? Buying ads or cross promoting? Uh, Ask Paz is a great example of cross promotions. It would never have taken off without him promoting it in his smart passive income. Po- oh, okay, so he's promoting his own show. In, and I, I promote this show in my show. So. Mm-hmm. You know, that's only, that's, you know, that's not only just, that's like basic podcast 101 stuff. So, of course. Yeah. But I'm talking about stuff out of, you know, people that, you know, shows that you're listening to, you know, that's in your playlist. And if you're not listening to other podcasts, you're doing yourself a disservice. I learned so much. First of all, I learned what not to do. <laughs> Number two, I'm like, Oh, that was a good idea. And I steal everything that's a good idea. You know, so if you're not listening to, 
you know, a dozen so podcasts. And if you're not listening to some of the top podcasts, you, you can become a much better podcaster by sampling. You don't have to listen to the whole thing. What's your current yeah, show, 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 show listening ratio, Rob? You, you know what mine is. <laughs> well, I usually have a, close to 100 subscriptions. <laughs> Me too. I have, a, I have 100 new ones every two weeks. Yeah. Yeah. And I did, it's just, and I struggle to get through them all, but I, and I don't listen to all of them very long. I, you know, I may only listen for 15 minutes or I get sucked in on some and, uh, and take notes. Still use a little hand recorder to take notes on shows. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's, it looks like, um, iHeartRadio, speaking of one of the the music platforms that is embracing podcasting, is definitely kind of making some moves. I, I, it looks like uh, Rob did something. Oh, I guess this is like old news, isn't it? I'm looking at something from Pod to Pod that came up uh, from 2016. Okay, uh, yeah, you got to be careful. About- His headlines rotate in the top there and has some old stuff. Oh, I yeah. got caught in something there. Yeah, okay. I did. I did too the other day. So don't feel bad. <laughs> but I, you know, I, I you know what the what is the rest of you there in chat? We've got a bunch of people. Of course, if you're on YouTube, we got a bunch of people on YouTube. We're at newmediashow.com forward slash live. You can join the YouTube and actually join the chat room there, or send me a a comment in the live chat on YouTube. I'm watching that. Um, what does the audience think? What do you think the number one thing for podcasting is going to be in in 2018? Or what do you guys hope it will be? What's what's if you if you had a big wish? I dream a genie getting out of the out of the bottle and say you have you have one wish, and it can be only related to your podcast. What would it be? How about you, Rob? What would be your one wish? If you can actually make it happen. <clears throat> hmm. Mine's simple. I, I I think just grow audience, I think, is the biggest thing for me. Uh, for me, it would be dedicated podcasting app. Deliver with the OEMs by Google. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I wouldn't disagree with that. I think that's that's really the key to what I'm hoping for, yeah. which is growing more listeners to this medium and getting, getting beyond that. What, what are we at right now? 20, 30% weekly, um, listeners to podcasts. So, Oh, globally, you mean in the United States and the percentage yeah, of people? Oh yeah. 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 You're never going to get to a hundred, but it'd be nice to get above 50. Yeah. And I think that, you know, Android making this, you know, and Google making this move could could get us to 50. Geek New Central, 37.5% Android listeners. Yeah. You can get there on your own show. You just got to be willing to promote it and say the right things. Yeah, my Speaker Live show is pretty high on Android. Yeah, you said too. it was too. It was pretty high, right? Yeah. Yeah. And it's, and a lot of that listenership comes from, um, the speaker app, um, mm. that's on, on, on Android. Um, actually I have my own custom app for the show. Plus I have 
the show available in the Spreaker app. Um, so there's a lot of li- listenerships, uh, you know, that comes in through those two apps. I think the, you know, if you look at some shows, I'm still shocked. My show, C shows are in like the 90 percentile that are iOS only. You know, it, it just shows you they've done nothing to uh, promote outside of uh, iOS. So, yeah, here I'll, if I go in and I look at my percentages, um, there's about 20% are coming off of the Spreaker website. Mm. About 16% of it are coming off of Spreaker Android. A th- 13% is coming off of uh, the Apple Core Media on the iPhone. And eight eight and a half percent is com- coming off of Apple Core Media iPad. And about eight eight percent is coming off of Overcast. So just as a reminder, today is the last day. If you're live, this is the last day of Build Your Blueberry. Our 30 days of giving away prizes every day wraps up today. If you if you weren't watching on Christmas, you, you missed an uh, awesome prize. We we in the last two or three days, there's some, been some big ticket items in there that we've uh, given away. But today's the last day. This wraps it up. So uh, thousands of dollars of prizes and uh, congrats. So to what kind of what kind of stuff have you been giving away? Oh, oh. man, it's it's run the gambit. Uh, let me let me load it up here and see what the last prize for today is. Um, I picked them all, so I should know exactly what it was. But we, you know, we had so many of each. Uh, let's see here. Today, what's today's last prize? Um, well, here's a, on the 28th, we gave away 12 acoustic panels. On the 27th, we gave away a Zoom H6. On the 26th, we gave away more acoustic panels. On the 25th, we gave away a Heil PR40. Um, on the 24th, we gave away a Mackie mixer on the 23rd. We gave away a set of audio Technica's headphones on the 22nd. We gave away a, uh, Scarlett, uh, two channel, uh, microphone interface. So yeah. Yeah. So there's been some good stuff there on, on the uh, 20th. We gave away another zoom. So I'm looking for today's post. I wonder if it's not up yet well you have a chance those auto posts but I thought there was it was supposed to be up and I'll have to go look (laughs) (laughs) but anyway that was uh, you know lots of lots of cool prizes but anyway it's it's over if you're listening to this later it's too late So, Todd, we're going to be off with the show um, the next two weeks? Yeah, so, yeah. Okay. And Well, actually, here's the deal. I don't fly back until, let me bring up January's calendar here. Um, I come back on the 14th, so I'm definitely out. The 6th and the 13th, first show back will be on the 20th. Okay. Yeah. That's, that's getting, getting close to um, PodFest. Orlando. Uh, yeah, and I will not be going to PodFest. Uh, Mike Dell and uh, uh, Mackenzie from our team will be going down. My daughter's getting married. or We're having a big celebration in February. She's already gotten married, but we're having a big celebration in February in Tampa. So I'll be going to that. And um, Oh, we, yeah, but you're still going to be in Florida, huh? Well, yeah. not at the same time as PodFest. 
but okay. it was so close. I didn't, I didn't want to go down yeah. and fly all the way back. And then go back again. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. So that's, that was part of it. Um, I'm looking here. Where is this info? So we're back again on <clears throat> January 20th. We are back on January 20th. Yeah. And probably okay. the world, the world will explode. Um, uh, <laughs> between now and the uh in the in the uh in the twentieth, that's probably you'll be chomping yeah, we'll at the probably, bit. Yeah. Yeah. Things will live, you know, who knows? We may be in nuclear war by then. Who oh, knows? Yeah, whatever. And that'll the <laughs> twenty minutes, that'll be all over. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So we hey, we're wow, we're an hour and a half. Oh. We've had great <clears throat> participation in the audience today. Definitely appreciate it. And uh, for those who've been hanging out with us, we we want to thank you for hanging with the show this whole year. And of course, uh, we'll be back at it next year. Look forward to an exciting 2018. Um, and I, and of course, uh, if you have comments on today's show, Todd at Blueberry.com. Or you can follow me on Twitter at Geek News. Of course, our company's uh, Twitter account is at Blueberry, which is available. But Rob, how about you? Um, probably the best way to reach out to me is on, on Twitter, um, at Rob Greenlee. And you can certainly send me an email if you want, uh, rob at Spreaker.com or rob at robgreenlee.com works as well. I do the Spreaker live show every Wednesday, so you can check that out at SpreakerLiveShow.com. And just to put in a pitch here, if you guys want to see how we do a trade show and get educated on that, uh, for CES, we will be going live at 10 a.m., Pacific time on Tuesday, January 9th will be on every day that week for about 10 hours a day. We'll have a new, uh, wow. a new guest every 15 minutes, a variety of hosts will be between be, well, it'd be either me, Don Bain, the gadget professor, or one of the F5 live team members. So again, January 9th, and you can follow at geeknewcentral.com or we'll, I'll be up on Facebook and we'll be doing YouTube live as well. So just watch, uh, uh, watch the website at uh, geekandcenter.com for all the details and live blog and all that. So I get to go wear my other hat for a couple of weeks. That'll be an exciting show. Lots of new things going to be announced down there, I'm sure. Yeah, and I'm staying completely in the uh, sands. I'm not leaving. I'm going to be with all the startups and with uh, home innovation stuff. So I'll be first. Oh, so you're not staying up in the Fremont district? Well, I, I, well that's where I'm sleeping but uh, oh, okay. Yeah, so you're going to be up there. Yeah, okay. but we're going to be exclusively in the Sands or Rika Park or Tech West or whatever they're calling it this year. Ah, and gotcha. uh, this part of the Venetian complex, we will not be leaving oh. that building. Um, and it's actually the Sands Exposition Center is where it's officially at. That's where all this stuff is at. 900 startups uh, from just about every corner of the planet. So we're, we're really excited about so you're not going to cover any other part of the CES event? I'm not. Only there. Huh? Only there. Wow. Now, Marl Anderson uh, from the Tech Ranch, he's got um, a similar space that we had in North Hall last year. So he's going to be over on that side. So we got to figure out from Marlo. We're probably going to have two streams up. I don't know how it, I don't know what his uh, broadcast schedule is. But um, so we will have other coverage. But my team, the Geek New Central team, is not leaving sands Arica park now there's a reason for it and i've talked about it in the past is that um the smaller the booth 
the bigger the ability that we've had to make that, uh, help that person grow their product, do partnerships, do advertising deals, all that stuff. The bigger the booth, um, you get the PR hacks in there and they're running interference in a big way. And um, mm-hmm. if you're a, if you're a PR person, I, I can give you some training on what not to do. Uh, but, uh, they, they try to protect their bottom line in a big way, but Mm -hmm. I learned something new though. Did you know that uh, PR firms work on a, if you do a, a co, uh, co advertising deal with them, unlike advertising firms that run on a 15% commission, PR firms run on a 30% commission. Did you know that? Wow. I didn't didn't know that. that either. You know, so if you do a, let's say you do a thousand dollar deal. 300 bucks is what the PR firm keeps. And it before wow. it ever, it's ridiculous. Absolutely. It's, it's, you know, and it's semi-criminal in my opinion, but that's what they yeah. do. All right, everyone. Thanks for being here. Uh, we'll see you next. All right. On the 20th, January 20th, back here live with the new media show. Everyone take care. See you next time. Yeah. Bye-bye. Aloha. Happy new Bye. year. Happy new year. Yep.